This program is made possible by the giving of the God Called Partners of Renner Ministries. Friend, my name is Denise Renner, and I'm so glad and so thankful that you'd spend this time with me today. I have something so important to talk to you about, and I know I always say that, but it's from the Word of God, and so how much more important could it be than to be something from the Word of God? And today I want to talk about how God is so powerful that he can take anything bad, any attack, anything the devil does, and he can take it and he can turn it on the devil and he can make it for your good. That's so powerful. Who can do that but God? And before we get started, I want you to know that we want to know your prayer needs. They're important to us. We want to agree with you in prayer. We can't hold your hands. We can't look you in the eyes. But we can pray and we can agree together through a letter or through a phone call. So please let us know how we can pray and minister to you. And I thank you so much for your responses. They mean so much to me. Well, let's begin our lesson. And, you know, we've been talking about in Luke chapter eight and Jesus, he gets on the boat and he says, we're going to the other side. They run into the terrible storm. Jesus speaks to the storm. He says, peace. Jesus gets off of that boat. He steps onto that land. He's met by a demon possessed man. Bible says that this man had over 6,000 demons because he said his, the name of the demon was legion and legion means over 6,000. So this man was terrified, terrifying. He was uh, terrifying to the community. They, he lived in the tombs. Uh, he cut himself. He screamed all the time. He was tormented. We can't imagine what this man was experiencing. The Bible says that he wore no clothes. That's just like the devil. He wants to humiliate people. And so, but when Jesus got off that boat, stepped onto that land, and that man met with Jesus, Jesus cast all those devils out of that man and sent them into 2,000 pigs. And the 2,000 pigs threw themselves off of a cliff into the water and drowned. Well, so we see that that was the purpose of the devil, that he wanted to destroy this man. And he was trying so hard to destroy him. And the ultimate aim and goal of the devil is to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Well, when I was reading this and I got to the part in Luke chapter eight, 
And it's verse 38, and I'll read it to you. It says, Now the man from whom the demons had departed begged him that he might be with him, talking about Jesus. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. Jesus took this man that the devil tried to destroy, the devil tormented, the devil humiliated. So much torment we can't even understand. Cutting himself, living in the tombs. All the devil, all the devil oppressing this man. But Jesus took what the devil was trying to do to destroy this man. He turned the whole thing on the devil and he blessed this man and he caused this man to have a great testimony. This demon-possessed man, tormented by the devil, day and night, we do not know how many years this went on for him, took this precious man and took that horrible thing that happened to him and turned it into the very best. This man became an evangelist because I just read it. Jesus said, you return to your own house, tell what great things God has done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city great things Jesus had done for him. Jesus took what the devil tried to destroy in this man and Jesus, and Jesus took that and made this man into evangelist. He took the bad that the devil was trying to put on this man. Jesus turned it on the devil and blessed this man. There was another great example of one who the devil was trying to destroy, and that is Mary Magdalene. Mary, the Bible says in Luke chapter 8, verse 2, that Mary Magdalene had seven demons. Well, Mary, the devil was trying to destroy her, but look what Jesus did with her. And we find this a most amazing uh, passage in John chapter 20. Because Jesus took, he delivered her. He took what the devil wanted and to destroy her. And he caused her to be the first evangelist after Jesus' resurrection. I want to read it to you because the message she received from Jesus is the message of the cross of redemption and of our life with God. Listen to this. So um, Mary realizes that uh, she thinks that this man in the garden is, she's looking for Jesus, but she thinks this man in the garden is, is the gardener. But Jesus says, it, it's not the gardener, it's him. And he says to her in verse 16, Mary, and she turned to him and she said, Rabboni. And then listen to verse 17. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say to them, 
I am ascending to my father and to your father and to my God and to your God. There's the story of redemption right there. No longer was it just uh, Mary's, uh, uh, the father of God, but Jesus was opening the door to heaven. He's not just my father. He's your father. He's not just my God. He's your God. And the devil wanted to destroy Mary Magdalene. But Jesus took what the devil wanted to, this person, the devil wanted to destroy and made her into the first evangelist. And it says after, after Jesus said that to her, I mean, that's a huge revelation that she heard. Verse 18, Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. It was Mary Magdalene, the one the devil tried to destroy, that Jesus took that, what the devil tried to do, turned it on the devil made her into a great evangelist, the first evangelist. He took all that torment and demon possession over that man that was demon-possessed for we don't know how long, living in the tombs, walking around naked, cutting himself, screaming, in torment day and night. Jesus took that, turned it on the devil, Bless that man and turned him into a great evangelist. My point today, friend, is no matter what your situation is, Jesus can turn it for the good. And I want to read it to you out of Romans, out of Romans chapter 8. And it says, it's Romans chapter 8, and it's a verse 28. And it says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. This is very important knowledge. It says, And we know. Well, a friend, this is... This can't be just words on the page. This has got to be knowledge to us. This has got to be something on the inside of us that we know that when bad things happen, that God's going to turn it for our good. He's going to turn this situation on the devil and he's going to bless us. It is so important. Important that we know this. This is powerful knowledge. I'm not talking about know this in your mind. I can hear somebody saying, yeah, I know that. No, I'm talking about knowing it in your heart. No, wait a minute. I know what's happening to me is bad. But God loves me. And God's more powerful than the, 
than the devil. And he's going to take this attack. He's going to take this terrible thing that I'm in. And he's going to turn it for my good. Because my God is good. And my God is more powerful than, than the devil. And he's going to intimidate the devil with what the devil tried to do to me. God's going to turn it on him. And God's going to bless me. Oh, praise the Lord. This is the truth. This is the truth. And we, we see it all through the scriptures. Look at Joseph in the Old Testament. He was hated by his brothers. So hated that they threw him into a pit. And they discussed his future, which was to sell him to, uh, to some Egyptians that were coming through as a slave. We'll get money for him. And let's not just kill him. Let's get money for him. Joseph ends up in a Potiphar's house. Potiphar's wife accuses Joseph wrongly. The Potiphar, he believes the wife. He throws Joseph into prison. We don't know how many years that Joseph was in that prison. The Bible says that he was in stocks, that there were, there were chains on his arms and on his legs. And he was suffering. And he was suffering for several years. But God, what was God going to do? The devil was trying to hurt Joseph, but God turned it on the devil. And Pharaoh, he got Joseph out of that prison and he exalted Joseph to second in command under Pharaoh. And those who persecuted and hated Joseph, which was his brothers, God used Joseph to feed them and take care of them. David, David was, David was the least of his family. When the most important man in the land came to David's house, to his father's house, Jesse, Jesse did not even invite David to the celebration. Jesse had to call for, an, uh, don't you have another son? Jess, Samuel had to call. For that boy, not Jesse. David was not favored. David's brothers, they put, they, they put him down. But what did God do? God raised up an attitude inside of David that he loved God and he served God and he trusted God and he trusted God so much that he killed a giant with a little stone and God raised David so high to the place of being king of Israel. And he was a great king. You see, God's not going to be intimidated by the devil. God is not going to be overdone by the devil. God is going to turn what the devil does onto the devil and bless you. We see it over and over again. I have a precious friend. Her name is Lydia. Her husband died of alcoholism. She found him dead one terrible night. The next year, she found her 
son dead in the same room. He was dead from an abuse of drugs. Okay, the devil's trying to destroy her. The devil's trying to put so much bitterness and anger and resentment and pain inside of her. But you know what God did? Lydia, she agreed with the power of God that God takes terrible things, horrible things, and he works them for our good. Lydia forgave those who got her husband on alcohol, who got her son on drugs. And she said, I'm going to get as many people off of drugs and alcohol as I can. And for eight years, she served in a drug and alcohol hospital, ministering to women who had lost their children, who were devastated in their heart by their addiction that they didn't think they could get free from, the despair that was over their life. She held their hands and prayed with them that there was hope and that there was power in Jesus Christ to deliver them. The devil didn't destroy my friend Lydia. God took what the devil did to her. He turned it on the devil and he blessed Lydia. And he freed others from alcohol and drugs. Whatever bad thing that the devil's trying to do in your life, we need this knowledge, friend. We need the knowledge that God is going to take it and he's going to turn it for a good. I want to read it again. And we know that all things, all things, say all things, say all things with me, all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. I know another woman, her husband committed adultery. She began to study how to be a better wife. <clears throat> she decided to forgive her husband, love her husband, serve her husband. Now their marriage <coughs> has been completely restored. Now what is she doing? Now she's taking her story. She's turning it on the devil and she's serving other women. She does ladies fingernails. And as she's doing their nails, she's telling them, ah, oh, don't do, don't try to be the head of your home. Oh, don't try to boss your husband around. Oh, quit being critical. Oh, forgive him. Love him. She's doing their nails and she's ministering to those women and setting them free from bad marriages. What's God done? God took what the devil was trying to destroy my friend with. Trying to destroy her, but God took it, God took it, turned it on the devil and blessed her. God is no respecter of person. That's the same will he has for you and the same will that he has for me. That whatever the enemy has thrown at us through this fallen world, let's just say that because this is a fallen world and that bad things happen and bad things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people. It's a fallen world. But we have a God who will turn the bad to good. Oh, I'm talking to somebody right now. I know I am. 
you're in a terrible situation and you've said, how, how can this be turned to my good? This is terrible. I've lost everything. No, God's word is true. It's still true. I'm going to read it to you again. And we know that all things work together for the good, for those that love God and are called to his purpose. That's you. That's you. God's going to take that thing and he's going to work it for your good. You know, just like, just like that demon possessed man. I mean, you've got to see that the devil was trying to destroy him. Absolutely, that he would com that he would d d commit suicide because that's what those demons did inside of those pigs. They jumped off the cliff and they committed suicide. That was the plan for that man. But God took the, what the devil was trying to destroy that man with. God turned it on the devil and blessed that man and made him into an evangelist in his city. Mary Magdalene, tormented by demons, seven of them. And God took that situation, turned it on the devil, raised up this beautiful woman that loved Jesus, and she became the first evangelist. You see what the devil meant for bad, God turned for good. Whatever it is you're going through, Whatever it is, if it's bad and you love God, he's going to turn it for your good. That's how much power that our God has. You know, many years ago, I, I was meditating on that verse and I thought, God, you, you have so much power. You have so much power over the enemy. You know, the devil, he thought that when he was going to crucify Jesus, that, that that was the end of Jesus. All he did was Jesus became the, the deliverer. He took our sin. He took our sicknesses. He took our diseases. He punished it in the belly of hell. He rose out of there victorious. And now, instead of just one, being victorious over the devil, there's millions because of what Jesus did. The devil thought he was winning, but Jesus took that and he turned it for good, for the good of you, for the good of me. That's our example. That's our God. That's his way he does things. That if the devil tries to destroy you or hurt you or hurt somebody you love, he's going to take that and turn it on the devil and cause it to be good for you and bless you. Friend, it's important. It's important that we believe this. Maybe I'm saying the same thing over and over again today, but it's important that you hear me. It's important that you don't say, well, I know that. Well, I know that. And then you go through something and then you're like, oh, God, where are you? Oh, God. Oh, God, I'm destroyed. 
No, we need this knowledge. It needs to get <clears throat> deep in our heart. How, does, how do we learn things? Bible says by repetition, over and over and over and over again, we learn by renewing of our mind what the truth is and what the perfect will of God is. Well, what is the perfect will of God? That the bad that has tried to come to us, it be worked for our good. Now that is the truth. That's powerful. Take your story. Don't hide your story of what God's done in your life. Tell somebody. They desperately need to know that God is alive. They desperately need to know there's somebody who can help them. Tell your story about what God did for you. The Bible said when you tell your story, in, in Revelations chapter 12, verse 11, it says that we overcome the devil. We overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and we overcome the devil by the word of our testimony. Don't hold your testimony inside. Tell your testimony. Give somebody else a chance to see the goodness of God. Be like that demon possessed man. Go tell what God did in your life. Be like Mary Magdalene. Go tell what God did in your life or what he said to you. You are a minister of his righteousness. Go tell. Give somebody else hope. Because you have hope. Give it to somebody else. You have the assurance that he's so great that he can take anything that the devil does and turn it for your good. Now, from that great confidence, you give your story about what God has done in your life. Oh, friend, it's been my privilege to be with you these last few minutes. Please let us know how we can pray for you. I want to hear your responses. And I love you and I love sharing the word with you. And I'll see you next time. Women are powerful and very influential. But what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts. The Bible tells us of women like Jezebel, a woman who had no touch of God in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband, her sons, and her nation. But the Bible also gives examples of women who were supportive, godly, helpful, and delivering. In this amazing 10-part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament. Whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book, All the Women of the Bible. The world needs men and women to embrace their God-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them. This book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is amazing. We know it will be a blessing to you. This insightful book by Herbert Lockyer can be yours for just $19. Don't miss this special offer, the series, 10 Powerful Women, and the book, All the Women of the Bible. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
This program was made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries.